Welcome to episode 18. I'm excited to talk to you today about the differences between mutual funds and stock portfolios. So what I've done is I've taken a look at two different options. One mutual fund, which I have in front of me, the ticker symbol is FDGRX, and that stands for Fidelity Growth Company Fund. Again, the ticker symbol is FDGRX. And then also in front of me, I have a sample portfolio that I created just for educational purposes, and you can see the differences between the two portfolios. Really, really interesting because a lot of people may choose a mutual fund because it's managed by someone else, and that sometimes makes it more attractive. Now, of course, if you can make an amazing return and feel confident with your investments, there are plenty of great opportunities out there, but I challenge you to look at things a little differently. I encourage you with any investment you have, always look through to see what the holdings actually are. So I'm looking right here at the top 10 holdings in this mutual fund, and we have NVIDIA, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, two different types of Google, Class A and Class C shares, Lululemon, Tesla, Salesforce, and Visa. Now, these 10 stocks make up about 54% of the entire fund. What's really interesting though, is when we break down the correlations between these top stocks, we notice something really, really fascinating. And I'm gonna walk you through a little bit of what I've seen kind of behind the scenes that's not really talked so much about. And I will let you know, the annualized performance over the past five years on this fund has been pretty strong at about almost 14%. And if we look over 10 years, about 16% annualized return. Now that's definitely a great return, but I encourage you to take a dig deeper because you're gonna notice something interesting that I definitely noticed. And you can see this with a lot of different mutual funds. So the top five stocks in this mutual fund actually account for 42.7% of the entire fund. These stocks, Nvidia, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, and Google, collectively, they make up 42.7%. What's fascinating is when we look at the correlation of negative returns, we notice something interesting. So. If we look at NVIDIA and Apple, correlation on negative returns is about midline, it's 0.5. But if we look at NVIDIA and Microsoft, the correlation is 0.68. So it's showing that those two on negative returns are, I would say, almost highly correlated. And we go a step further, NVIDIA and Amazon, 0.84. That means for negative returns, if we look at the past five years of data, we're noticing that a large percentage of the time, NVIDIA and Amazon are highly correlated from negative returns. Now, why don't we wanna see this? Well, the problem with this is, could you imagine stock A is down, stock B is also down, stock C is down. You're gonna notice a common pattern. Your portfolio may go from $5 million to $4.5 million, $4 million, within a month or two month time period because you have stocks that are highly correlated on the downside with each other. Now, a lot of models look at a sharp ratio, which is looking at both the upside and downside, but I personally like to look at the downside more because it shows you what's going on from a risk perspective. You 100% always wanna look at the returns of the portfolio. You wanna project and see what you think the returns will do over the next five years, 10 years, because you're basing that on the fundamentals of a company. But you also wanna look at these downside negative returns and how they correlate, how they work together or don't with the other stocks in your portfolio. 
So I'm looking at this mutual fund and there's actually 545 total holdings. So these top 10, while they make up 54% of the portfolio, there's a ton of other investments in here that make up just a fraction. And personally, I don't think that is the best use of your investment dollars. The reason for it is this. You're at the end of the day trusting someone else to manage a portfolio for you. You totally have the ability to take the knowledge you have by learning about the stock market, acquiring the right knowledge, understanding the fundamentals, leveraging your own industry expertise to choose three to seven very strong large cap stocks that you believe strongly in and you see the future of where they're going. Why I believe this is more powerful, to show you the comparison between this mutual fund and another portfolio. So in this sample portfolio, we have five stocks, Apple, Eli Lilly, Costco, AutoZone, and Deere and Company. These five stocks are in different sectors. And if we look at the downside correlation of these five stocks, we notice something really interesting. A lot of the correlation, we're again looking at the negative returns over the past five years on a monthly basis. And a lot of these returns are actually either low or negatively correlated. So what does that mean? So when we look at a company like Apple and Eli Lilly, we see that they have a negative 0.68 downside correlation. What does this mean? On the downside, we're not gonna see Apple and Eli Lilly all the time dropping large amounts or having large negative returns every month. There'll be times, of course, they both fall at the same time. But for the most part, when Apple is down a lot, Eli Lilly is not gonna be down a lot and vice versa. And why is that an amazing thing? Because we're looking at the downside of a portfolio. We don't want our portfolio going from $10 million to $8 million within a month or two. We want it to ride a more consistent path, especially on the downside, especially when we hit a recession or tough economic times. Looking at the downside correlation of these five stocks, I'm noticing that a lot of these negative correlations are actually either fairly low or negative. So what does that mean? When there's a low correlation, it means the company's prices, their returns are not moving so much with each other. They're kind of independent, which isn't a bad thing. Or when they're highly negatively correlated, it's showing like we saw here with Apple and Eli Lilly that they're moving in different directions. So what that's showing is they're not going to be both negatively impacting your stock portfolio very often. And this is really critical for your success as a long-term investor. This is critical to help you protect your wealth because when we have a stock portfolio that's actually working well together, especially on the downside, this allows an investor to not have to focus and worry so much about what's gonna happen next month or in two months because they know that the stocks in their portfolio are not gonna both hurt them all the time. Now, keep in mind, of course, you wanna choose investments that also you believe are gonna grow. You believe that they're going to have strong performance. These five stocks have averaged about 26% over the past five years. So when we look at a risk-adjusted return perspective, because of this negative correlations and low correlations on the downside, what we're noticing actually is the downside risk of this portfolio, if we had a 20% weight in each stock, the five stocks I mentioned, Apple, Eli Lilly, Costco, AutoZone, and Deere, we're looking at a downside risk around 6.2%. For perspective, the S&P 500 
downside risk is about 11.4% over the same five-year time period from 2018 through 2023. What happens here is we have a fairly strong risk-adjusted return using the Sortino ratio as a result of what I just talked about with these negative correlations. The risk-adjusted return using the Sortino ratio in this portfolio that I just mentioned would be about 3.3. For comparison, right now over the same time period, S&P 500's risk-adjusted return using the Sortino ratio is about 0.24. That's definitely a big difference. Aside from the obvious fees that you pay with a mutual fund and the limitations that you may have, what's very important to notice is when there are so many companies in a portfolio, even a fund manager, it's difficult for them to keep track of all the investments. How are they making those adjustments? Because at the end of the day, your asset allocation is incredibly important. I don't believe having hundreds of stocks in your portfolio really makes you more well off, really helps you diversify more. I think it actually just makes it harder because at the end of the day, how do you keep up with that research? At the end of the day, your ability to take a look at three to seven stocks, learn them inside and out, really understand them, know about them because either they're in your industry, because you're really passionate about them, and you understand and you can control your investments. You can control your own portfolio to create the optimal diversified stock portfolio. I strongly believe the larger number of assets you have in your stock portfolio, the harder it is for you to properly diversify your portfolio to find optimal weights. At the end of the day, when something has 0.15 or 0.1% weight in your portfolio, the impact of that long-term, when you have all these little companies with these small amounts, it's very hard to actually quantify and also to feel justified by your research. Are you gonna put less research into that company because it only has a small amount? Well, all these small companies, if you're not doing the same amount of research because it's not making up the same larger percentage of your portfolio as NVIDIA or Apple, well, why are you investing into it anyway then? And this is the problem that I have with a lot of larger funds, mutual funds, index funds, because I think it's really important to understand the individual assets in your portfolio very, very well. To protect your wealth, you definitely wanna find stocks that have negative or low correlations when we're looking at negative returns, and you also wanna find a strategic asset allocation, finding a good balance of the percentage weights of each stock in your portfolio. I believe that you can have too many stocks in a portfolio. And of course, you could have too little if you're not properly diversified too, but that's why it's important. Look for stocks in different sectors. You wanna find these stocks that work well together so they're not just falling at the same time. There are certain strategies that we teach inside Protect Your Wealth that will help you learn how to secure a strong, optimal, diversified stock portfolio to maximize your returns and minimize your risk. This is how you protect your wealth and amplify your impact to create generational legacies. Thanks for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, and rate the podcast and listen everywhere you get podcasts. Have a great day.